Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Okay, hello everybody. This is CJ Martis, and you're listening to The Angel Connection on Friday, October 9th, 2015. So sorry about the last show, guys. I'm really excited about our guest tonight. Uh, the show is going to focus on the sounds of angels. My special guests, Rama Inacio, he's an incredible channel, beautiful human being. I've had the chance to work with him on channeling music for some live events here in Kansas City, and so we'll get to his interview in just a moment, but I'm just delighted to have him with us this evening um, to talk about the sounds of angels. So, well, you know, I always start the start the show every Friday with an inspiring story, so I'm always scouring the web for some of these amazing stories of people who have had angelic intervention. So, the scene in this particular story has pretty much been raining all day in this uh, town, and a woman's driving along the highway. She loses control of her car, and she ends up in the oncoming lane and, of course, and hits a man who's in an oncoming car. So they head head on. Both cars roll over and over and, you know, basically twist together and flip upside down, and both cars catch fire. And the lady in the SUV was pinned inside. Her seatbelt wouldn't release. And she said that she immediately started praying for God to help her. The man in the other vehicle was pinned against the steering wheel. He said he could feel his legs burning, and then he basically loses consciousness. So the first people on the scene are a man and a woman. They stop to render assistance to them and call 911. At that moment, both of them started to pray. Uh, The man that had stopped, you know, he was a... The cars are on fire at this point, and he, even though he was afraid he might burn up, he had to try to help the woman, um, and he just asked for God to help him. Well, he's crawling under the car, barely squeezing through an opening, and he, he manages, even though the car is burning all around him, to cut her seatbelt free. But at that moment, it dawns on this man that the woman would not fit through the opening. Like, so, you know, the car is partially crushed. She can't. There's no way that she could get out. Um, So he reached over and grabbed her hands, and he says, as he did this, a bright light appeared, and they both saw another set of white hands appear basically over their hands. And what happens now is, is so astonishing. This lady on the outside of the car, I guess at the time that they're seeing this white light, she sees a huge flash of white light. And then suddenly, after this light dissipates, she, both the man and the woman miraculously appear outside the car. So at this point, another woman, you know, of course, is attracting a lot of attention. Another woman comes upon the scene, and she was trying to get to this the man who was in the other car, um, but she couldn't help him. And the car was on fire. It explodes, fires billowing all over both cars, and another white light appears, and she witnesses the unconscious man pass through the car and onto the grass to a safe place. You know, I bring a lot of these inspiring stories to the show, and usually, you know, the angel appears as just somebody who happens upon the accident. But this is a true story of witnessing the power of angels in our daily lives. And, you know, that's what this show is all about. The angels are with us always, guiding us, helping us, and in this case, assisting what could have been a tragedy for both of those drivers, so... We say thank you, God, for that intervention that saved both of their lives that day. So I always love these inspiring stories, proof of angels being um, all around us at every moment. 
So as I normally do, this is the latest angel message for October 2015. I'm going to go ahead and read that at this time. Dear ones, the current intensity of various sources of divine energies will soon even out this month and become a brand new paradigm for the earth. As you enter the month of October, it will be time for much-needed integration. With so much divine energy pouring into the planet over the past few months in support of your awakening, there may not have been enough time or space to integrate these energies very well. The integration of these divine energies will be an ongoing process for all of you for the rest of this year. It's important now to take more time off and away from the chaos of daily life. This will allow you to create the opportunity for alignment with your higher self and to increase your direct communication with God. You are now entering a profound time of receiving wisdom, and if you're too distracted by this or that, you may not be able to align yourself properly to hear this guidance. It's time to trust your inner guidance more and more. Allow your instincts and intuition to guide you now as you learn to use your many talents in a much bigger way. Review the times that you are filled with self-doubt and recognize whatever may impede your surrender to the divine flow. Let go of more control and place it with faith and trust in your ability to guide the proper course of your life. You will awaken more awareness this month as the integration process continues. And be careful not to limit that awareness by worrying about what others may think about what you feel you need to share with them. It's time to stand in the truth of who you truly are. If you don't, then you may find the energy of your life will become more difficult and filled with needless emotional suffering. So many of you have asked for a great deal of support in awakening to your true divine nature, and we have sought to provide it during this crucial time in Earth's history. Use these gifts wisely this month. Observe how you affect the world around you for positive or even negative. If you stand in truth while sharing willingly from your heart and not your mind, you can truly move mountains. It's within this heart energy that you can change the world one moment at a time. If you still find yourself judging self or others, look within for the clues as to why you create this limiting energy in your life. It's time to be honest with yourself about the inner critic and why you're choosing that course of action. Let go of this negative view as much as possible this month. Open yourself to greater possibilities and be present in the moment to whatever is happening. When you find yourself dwelling on the past or looking to the future, try to bring yourself back to the now. This is exactly where you can connect with your power through ease and with God's grace. Know that the seraphim and other angels are nearby whenever you need us. Simply call to us and we will be there. We're only a thought away. Until next time, we are the seraphim. Well, such a powerful message this month, and I know that each of us has been on quite an interesting journey over the last several months, so many amazing alignments in a celestial fashion affecting the earth, so many benevolent beings working with each of us, and so it's just been a very intense time of growth, healing, and understanding our own wisdom. So, you know, without further ado, and I and I chose this show because I think it's so important to to you know, talk with individuals who, who do work directly with the angels and learn what that's all about for them. And so I entitled this show The Sounds of Angels because my special guest tonight, Rama Inesio, is a gifted channel, sound healer and intuitive. He blends over 20 years of experience with sound, music, and vibration with his devotion to spirit and humanity. He's trained closely with gifted teachers to expand his abilities and humility as a servant of God. His public speaking events blend humor while communicating concisely the language of the heart. So please help me welcome Ramah to the show. Welcome to the Angel Connection. Hello, CJ. Thank you for that lovely um, story. You know, um, uh, yeah, I, I was saved from a car accident by angels once, and I, and I saw it happen yesterday to someone as well. You know, I forget these things that they're always they're, they're always close by times like that. Really? So you had your own your own um, inspiring story? 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, uh, surreal. My, my, it was, I was driving my, with my son uh, about a year ago, and <laughs> there was no way what happened happened through you know normal physical events. No way. Yeah. So I'm just I'm curious. I know we have lots of interview questions, but so can, do you mind sharing with the listeners what happened? Yeah, sure. Um, so we were driving to Arkansas. I was driving with my son, Eden, he was about a year old at the time, and my uh, my wife Anna and uh, and uh, her mother were ahead of me. And it was and it was it was just teeming with rain, you know, just crashing with rain. And um, <clears throat> so um, can't remember exactly where we were, um, but you know, you're just trying to keep 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 the car straight, right? So um, from one of the intersecting laybys, this car just comes speeding, speeding in between me and my wife's car, and and spins, um, like like spins to like you know if you imagine a clock face to three o'clock, then spins to nine o'clock, then spins to three o'clock again, and I've just got my foot, I've just got my foot poised on the on the just red just above the brake pedal, and I'm waiting for crunch. Um, but just like literally just at that moment, the car straightens out, um, um, uh, uh, moves into the left-hand lane, and just shoots off. And I'm wow. like, and I'm like, and I'm just shaking. And I, and and um, you know, I'm like, what what just happened there? And I'd actually been listening to a um, a CD I created the year before that. It's called, I call it Soul Songs of the Archangels. And and like the next song came on, I was like, oh, okay. Um, uh, it, it it actually for me it was the angels in the angels in the form of Sai Baba, and I had like I had like three or four ridiculous confirmations of that within the next half hour. Like someone showing up that looked just like him. Uh, the Wi-Fi I used in a gas station was called Sai Baba. Um, <laughs> Uh, there was a, there was a there was a road sign which which um, which which when it was fresh would have said for sale or lease, but <laughs> but it was faded so all I could read was for sigh at least, um, and there was something else but but you know it was just one of those times when I think I needed my own experience of yes crazy things can happen you know supernatural things can happen into the physical, when they need to, because me and me and Eden, we would not, we wouldn't be alive right now. <laughs> wow! <laughs> why do I? Why did I just laugh? That's awesome. Well, you know, and I find that too. When I when I sometimes when I question, like even I, my question, well, you know, were the angels involved in this? You know, experience yeah. like that, and and then they they'll let you know, won't they? Through yeah, yeah. those just those little signs and things, and if we're paying attention to that, obviously, yeah. uh, we're going to pick up on it. And that's part of the angel message, mm. you know, this month is that people need to be more consciously aware so they can receive the communication. Mm. So most people don't know, but I I, I know you pretty well. Um, we're both centered in the same in the same area in, in the Kansas City area. But uh, you know, for the listeners, you're you're a channel, a sound healer, an intuitive. I personally have, you know, been to some of the the work that you're doing, and I can tell all the listeners that you you channel such extremely high energies, very high frequency energies. But how long have you been working with people, you know, using these gifts? Um, I would say with both feet in, like six or seven years. And so did 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 your doing music and things like that have you always been musical have you always played you know the piano and and all of this or is that something that was a part of your spiritual journey Well um yeah, I'm glad you asked it like that cuz um <clears throat> you know you've got the interest in music you know listening to music and then you've got the actual playing and then you've got composing and so on So I want to say I want to say yes always but it came in waves right you know, there were periods when I just wasn't interested in music at all. So, like, I can remember being seven years old and hearing Bad by Michael Jackson, and I just couldn't stop listening to it. Um, and, I, and I felt it, and I had full belief. When you're that age, Michael Jackson is, you know, he was 
just superhuman. I believed I believed the movie Moonwalker, whatever it was. Um, you know, I believed what he said he was. Um, when I was like 13, 14, you know, uh, full disclosure, I thought, thought to myself, oh, I want to be cool now. So um, music's cool. So uh, so I got interested in music and, and, you know, in the indie bands that were, you know, surfacing in London at the time because all the cool people were talking about that, right? Um, around the time, I started taking piano lessons and after that, I taught myself guitar, taught myself drums. Um, I... Uh, I was I was learning oh, what was it clarinet and violin when I was uh, eight and nine. wasn't really any good at it, but <laughs> I was learning them. Um, started a band when I was seventeen. I was I was then I was singing and playing guitar because I couldn't find anyone else to sing. And I do um, and I get involved in jam sessions from time to time. And and I think from about that point I started noticing something was was just a bit different because. Um, you know, I go into a jam session and I just play. I just play music. And I didn't understand why everyone else wasn't doing that. And I didn't understand why when I stopped or took a break or something, everyone else would stop. And I'm like, <laughs> keep on playing, you know. Um, and then when I started composing more regularly, um, you know, through com- with computers and keyboards and so on like, like everyone does now, um, I think what I was noticing is that I was very happy to keep listening to the music, like it wouldn't get boring. Um, and until you mix with other people and see what other people are doing, you don't understand that that's a little unusual. Um, so, but it wasn't really until my late twenties, you know, and you've grown up a lot by by that time. You know, you've had the relationships, you've you've you know, you've gone through your heavy drinking periods and all that, and you've kind of gone through it. Um, and that's when, you know, I met my teacher and I started really bringing together, um, really bringing the spirit and, and music together. Yeah. And so, you know, so you, you met your teacher and how, how was that, how was starting to, to bring spirit and music together? You know, I'm just curious about, um, how, sort of the difference between that or the quality of that experience, well, you know, from just sort of playing and, you know, and yeah, I mean, noticing that you're a little different, but then kind of explain how that shifted for you. All right. Well, if I, if I just talk about the non-meditative experience, like just daily life. So, you know, I go out running and I'd noticed that some music would actually raise my physical energy. I mean, you, you know, <laughs> I guess some other, some some other people would call it workout music, but you know, I'd noticed that a certain song by like Daft Punk or Massive Attack or Huey Lewis or Man of Chow or whatever, that would actually give me a burst of energy, and it would be and it would break through from the etheric into the biophysical, and I would have more energy. Um, so, you know, it starts there. Um, but actually bringing it together... Um, all right, so even before I met my teacher, so I'm like 19 years old, I'm sitting at a keyboard, and music is just coming very, very quickly, like one layer, another layer, another layer, another layer, and it's just feeling right. Um, my teacher, who I met when I was uh, 29, uh, he's, he's a... He's a He's, he's a pretty big channel uh, at the moment. He's doing pretty well. So I would, um, he would channel each other to Saint Germain, and I would, I would then um, create background music for the meditation. And so what I would be doing then is tuning into the energy and following it like a, um, like a current or like a wave, because it would raise and it would, and it would drop. And I wouldn't be following the words so much. I'd just be feeling the, the energy and playing to that. Um, and with that, you get the guidance on what sort of sounds to use and how fast to play, how loud or soft to play. Um, then when I started kind of moving out by myself, um, I think I remember having a channeled reading through another teacher. I spoke to a guy called Red Feather. He's been a... Red Feather is a... Uh, Red Feather is a very um, prominent, influential guide to a bunch of us sort of moved to KC in the last five, six years. Mm-hmm. So I asked him about about connecting with my master guide, who is, uh, El, uh, he's, he is El Moria. 
So Redfeather says to me, well, what musical note do you associate with him? And I said, just, just instinctively, D, the note D came out of my mouth. And he said, well, I encourage you to create a piece of music to, with the intention of connecting with him. And then he paused and he said, because you have the gift to support people to connect with their guides through musical notes. And that was all I needed to hear. That was, that was the final piece of confirmation I, I, I needed to hear. And I just didn't look back after that. So uh, the next thing I did is um, I was with um, I was with uh, you know a, a bunch of us that had studied together you know even my wife so my mother-in-law who's a dear friend of mine so I went to them I said well who do you want to connect with and her mother-in-law said Isis and my friend Christiella said Adama um, and and that's just what I did Get connected and and bring the music through um, you know since uh, since you know. Two years ago, um, just discovered within myself that one of my past lives, I was a composer called Handel, um, who you know, who I'm familiar with actually for his music of at Christmas time. He he composed the uh, a body of work called Messiah. So I kind of understood. Well, you know, even being growing up Jewish, I would have an interest in the Christ frequencies, you know, because it's followed me from another lifetime and so on. Um, I mean, I could, that, I could ramble well, that, about Yeah, that, wow, that's that's fascinating. And for people who are listening tonight um, or listening to the recorded show later, uh, recently in Kansas City I did this event, the Seraphim uh, Channeling and Healing Transmission. And so I wasn't planning on any music or anything like that, and so... Where Ma actually says, hey, do you, you know, he wasn't going to be able to come to the event or attend the event, but then he could and said, do you want me to do music? Well, I have to tell you, I, so we didn't have any, you know, you and I didn't have any pre-planning on this. And um, you were just, I felt so blessed that you came. But I have to tell the listeners that everything that flowed out of you was so perfect as if as if we had rehearsed it you know the the way the notes were falling and you know during this guided meditation and everything was just phenomenal and those frequencies of sound together with you know with my voice truly was an exponential factor that night you know everybody received these energies very powerfully but I, you know, I attribute the deepening of that response to, you know, the gift we were given from the seraphim that night and all of this. But it just, it, it, it just was like, like I said, perfect. You know, I can't describe it any other way. It was just like there were times that I'm channeling, and even my, as I'm kind of observing for people who um, don't know what channeling is, you know, I'm a conscious channel, and it's almost like I'm observing at the same time that I'm channeling. And so part of me, and I don't even think I've shared this with you, Rama, was that part of me was going, wow, this is really killer. You know, this is awesome. <laughs> um, uh, it just it just flowed so, so beautifully well. And people truly respond um, in various ways, you know, to, to sound. You know, we're all comprised of frequencies, certainly. And, you know, there's all kinds of ways that, that you know, we work with sound. And, but you're, you just are so gifted at, like you said, you feel it, right? So, yeah. like, when you sat down that night, you had no idea what you're going to play, yet it just came to you, right? Yeah, yeah. Because in, 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 in that context... Um, in that context, music is a lot more familiar to me than um, words are. Right, because you know, a feeling is its own vibration too. Yeah, yeah, and and feeling is a is a is a, is a primary. I don't mean primal. I mean primary uh, vibration, and and words are signposts to that. So, I would have had I, I would have had a way harder time talking from that vibration. Than I would, than I would, um, bring through music. And so, 
also, you know, you have a number of different, you know, because I see, I obviously get invites in all of this, but you not only do sound, I mean, there's a lot of other things that you do. And something that I find so fascinating about you, and I know it's not in our list of questions, so I'm just going to put you on the spot because <laughs> I like to do that to my friends, but um, you do these regular uh, divine feminine channelings. And I I find it interesting because, well, you're a guy. And so you see a lot of women doing these divine feminine. But I can tell the listeners that Ramaz is so exceptional in bringing this energy in. So would you share some of the other kinds of, of work you're doing here? Um, because I think it's real important, um, some of these energies that you're working with. And, you know, that divine feminine is an energy we need so drastically in our world right now as well, and that's part of the reason why I'm asking about it. Yeah, um, I'll come. I'll, I'll I'll come back to the divine feminine in a minute. So just quickly, um, uh, a work I do regularly, just committed to do regularly, is uh, it's called Healing Current, and that is a connection to the body of work that they do um, at John of God's Spiritual Center in Brazil. And they hold healing current there twice a day, three days a week. And that is what's going on while, say, you know, 500, 1,000 people are walking up to John of God, incorporating the entities, and bringing their requests to him. You've got like 500 people, um, 500 other people, I should say, sitting, holding space, and energies moving through them. So I'm a guide of the casa there. There are thousands of guides of the casa. Um, my wife and I were married there about five years ago, so I feel a very strong uh, connection, reverence, devotion to that work and, and that energy. So I um, hold it here in um, KC with a, with a very dear friend of mine, Analea, and we do that regularly. Uh, I like that because there is the least amount of personality in that. There's very little said um, during that. And, um, you know, when you sit in a healing current, it's it's you, God, love and connection and that's it um, there's very little else uh, tampering around with you and, and you get you get a palpable um, you get a palpable experience with with spirit during that um, so that even comes one thing I give uh, an attunement called the Archangel Michael and Archia face um, attunement there's a way longer name than that but <laughs> than that and um and and that's again that's a body of work that was handed down to me and I have a lot of uh, uh, reverence for that too um i give uh, plenty of sound vibrational activation works for different um for different um intentions and reasons and i just weave together the different modalities that are, that spirits taught me from the inner because i'm always getting more um so the group channeling work that I do, I call it your divine feminine, and maybe I'm not explaining it very well with that sentence, because the intention of that is to bring people to their divine feminine. The teaching that I've received over the last six, seven years is that, is that literally to quote the song, we all come from the goddess, and I'm not trying to start a cult here, I'm just pointing to the origin of all that that is, and the, all that is, is feminine, and from feminine births everything. From from the feminine births the masculine, which births form. Um, so I feel I feel from a vibrational example, it's probably healthy to point towards the divine feminine because what is out of balance within human society and the fabric of human consciousness at the moment is a masculine, a patriarchal one. Okay. And I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's men. I'm not saying it's all men. I don't believe that at all. I've met some extremely patriarchal females in my life. And honestly, <laughs> I'd rather deal with a patriarchal male because at least you know what you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So true. Um, in those channeling events, it's certainly not just feminine signatures and 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 guides coming through. Um, uh, it, it, in fact, probably maybe a quarter to a third are, you know, Durga, um, Isis, um, Mother Mary, um, Kuan Yin, and, and, and so on. The, the others are, are 
archangels or um, galactic uh, and so on. Or, or you know, there's always, there's always a surprise somewhere. But the point is, the 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 the, the intention is that people walk out in with a connection to their divine, I want to say, feminine essence, insofar as they are cleared, they are raised, and, and all the other things that we would want when going to a spiritual gathering. So what? So what? Was there a particular guidance then that that guided you to start trying to bring through that for people? Is it no, because it was, we just think, really need it? <laughs> you know, I know we need that. We need that balance between the masculine and feminine in our all of the societies on this planet right now. No, I think part of it was I was just being lazy. <laughs> what? Um, I just, no, well, no, no, no. It's 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 that it's that um, I I know I needed to I know I needed to to be channeling more. Um, <laughs> I, I, the guidance was do something regularly, but not too regularly. Um, I, I needed a I needed a title, and that as a male was a title that I could work with, and and in every single time show up with humility and reverence to something greater than myself. Well, I've never heard anybody say that they brought, they came up with an event because they were just being lazy. And I, I, if people knew you, Ramai, you're not a lazy fellow. You were constantly <laughs> in motion um, doing just, just amazing work. Because, you know, I've talked to people... Um, you know, and I've, I've, as Rama was, you know, describing to you guys out there about the healing current and connecting with John of God, you know, which, you know, like you said, is not a whole lot of talking and just, uh, you know, being in that space, which I've been there and that's, that's been very powerful. But you do, you know, you do so many, so many different things and you're very active, you know, in this particular spirit community here in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And so if if somebody comes to you and wants to have sound healing is that very de- is it just dependent on what comes through uh spiritually, you know, that you you get a hit on the they you need to work with them in a particular way or how does how does that work? Well, um if they haven't, if someone comes to me and they don't know what they want to do, if they don't, if they don't know what they're requiring, I usually probably have to, to, to make a choice, and see how active their mental body is, because if their mental body is very active, they've got a lot of questions. There's not much point. That's actually that's not true. It's a greater service to them to do something like to give them something like a reading. And I, I, which which basically is more conversational because if they have questions, if they're um, um, ill at ease in their mental body, needing answers, then at the end of the day, they deserve answers or some pointing in the right direction through through um, higher guidance. Um, so that's what I'll do for them. Otherwise. Um, most of what I see is going on with people is is um, some kind of pollution in their uh, etheric bodies. So the sound vibration work I do directly one-on-one with people, what I'll start with is a grounding and a cleansing, and I work with a didgeridoo with that. Um, with didgeridoo, you've got these big, massive, long bass waves, bass sound right. waves that come through. Um, so, you, so, you know, you can use sound as a substance straight away with that. Um but the didgeridoo is an incredible instrument tool, I want to say, because um, in, in as much as you've got these powerful sound waves coming through, it, you can also use you can also bring these incredible codes through it as well, sound codes, just by moving your 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 lips, your teeth, your tongue, and by bringing through um, tones with your um, with your uh, with your throat as well as you're blowing. So even doing something like. Ooh, Will get amplified and focused through this we do, so that's that's very very supportive um, to people for you know for for a cleansing. So after that, I'll work on the directly on the meridians and the subtle field with and do a balancing and harmonizing uh, with tuning forks. So I'll use weighted tuning forks on the body. I'll use non-weighted off the body. I work with um, I work with complementary sound. Okay, can recorded. you? 
I got to I got to I got to stop you for a second. What was it that you said you were working with? Uh tuning forks? Oh, tuning forks. I'm sorry. I yeah. just I wasn't sure it was clear that, you know, but tuning forks are amazing. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, well, is is it is it the accent? Well, a little bit, dear. But I I could I could I could do a French accent for you. <laughs> I would rather like your English accent. I can do French, <laughs> I can do Irish. Anyway, anyway. Good. Anyway. So, <laughs> so tuning forks is where you left off. <laughs> <laughs> tuning forks, yeah. So tuning forks on the meridians and the subtle field. And I, I bring that together with um, recorded channel channeled music that I've created so that I'm familiar with all, with all of the vibrations within the space. I don't really work with other people's music. But in in personal sessions, um, so that I really understand and 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 have a connection um, to to all the vibrations in the space, um, and then I'll complete the session by I want to say tuning the body, right? So just like you're going to tune a piano or guitar, well not just like, but in a, in a similar metaphor to that. So I'll raise the frequency of the body, uh, and I'll do that through toning. In a voice and overtoning as well, because in in my warped reality, um, um, higher frequencies come through the overtone, which I'm not going to do over the phone because it will <laughs> it will be painful to hear. Um, um, but that can only happen once the bodies have been grounded and cleansed and and to some degree harmonized. At that point, the bodies are receptive and ready for those frequencies. So, so it's almost like a, a layering process then. You're using different sounds to clear out one area, and then it, it's it, it's like layering. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's I mean the 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 flow of the flow in in the third dimension is one of is is evolution. Things evolve. I mean, uh, and and that's the beauty of sound. It, it, it lives in linear form. So you know, take another analogy. You're building a house. So first of all, you have to you have to break the ground. Then you have to level it, create foundation. Then you build the house. Then you <laughs> then you then you then you paint it. Then you bring in furniture. Then you decorate it. But one can only happen after the other, and the other after those. Right, right. So that that's you know it, it's like we're all in an in in an evolving process right now. Certainly, lots of changes. Um, that I know personally I'm experiencing, you're experiencing, and all of that. And it sounds yeah. like the, the work that I do, too. You know, I will do more yeah. of a reading or channeling if someone comes to me who has a lot of questions that need answered. But if they, if their body needs healing, if their etheric field needs healing, then I'm, I don't work with, you know, my own sound, which I'm in awe of anybody who can create music anyway, let alone channel it. Um, but, you know... I address that more from the energy, you know, on in what I do. So yeah. I think it's just very interesting, you know, and it, that's a great way uh, to visualize it is, you know, the foundation first and, and all of this. And so what are some of, you know, can you share some notable experiences working with sound and how that's benefited some of your clients? Well, um, just if, if I just stay on the sound of vibrational work for a minute, you know, you're working on different, you're just if you're just working on different, a number of different levels and dimensions there. So, um, I remember someone came to me a while ago, and I talked to her a little bit before we started, and and she's having some some just communication issues with her husband, and 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 I, th- I think a couple of blockages with work and so on. So we, we worked together, and she she called up the next day. Um, well, she, she obviously she she walked. She we completed the session. She walked out. She felt much better. Now I should have so too. That's why people come to us. And she called me up the next day, and and she said she said she's getting on a lot better with her husband. And her husband um, would always wear scarves and cover up his um, throat, and he and like it was the first day in a long time that he hadn't worn a scarf. Now, still, I, I get it. I get it. I, you know, I, I would hope that there would be some kind of, um, some kind of opening up of communication there. What I don't understand is why their seven-year-old son cleaned his room for the very first time ever 
on that day. Um, so, you know, then then we're then we're looking at, at connections and so on that are well above my understanding. There, um, had another one a couple of days ago. Um, um, some lady, she's got she has some form of it's it's some form of it's some neurological um, condition similar to ALS, but I don't know what it's called. But anyway, the point is she was having a lot of trouble walking. She got she had to kind of lean on her husband. Um, at all the times I'd seen her that weekend up until then. So she comes for a session, and again, she feels a lot better afterwards. I'm just talking to her and her husband for a little while, and then it's time to go. So she gets up, and I'm not saying she skipped and jumped out of the room, but she kind of strode off by herself. And <laughs> me and her husband were kind of jaws open watching this. So, you know, some incredible things can happen. When I've worked with the with soul songs with people. Um, yeah, let's talk again, about that, your yeah. soul songs, because aren't those channeled mm-hmm. specific songs for people? Yeah, yeah, they, they, that's, so I'll, I'll connect with some entire cells. Um, um, is the easiest way to explain it. And what a soul song is, soul song is basically, it's first of all, it's a transmission. I don't have to tell you that, CJ. Right. Um, um, it's a transmission and and which gets put into music. It gets put into a form. It's basically in alignment with your soul's path at this at that particular phase of your physical life. It's an activation of um, divine DNA. It puts into it puts into a um, digestible form um, an energetic support with you know, like your projects, your creations, your manifestations. It's basically your higher self kind of expressed in melody. So um, what I do is, is I sit with someone and then the layers of music come like one by one by one and they start to weave and wrap around each other. That's what music is. It's relationships. It's form. It's mathematics. So what, what, you, what, what you get with that modality is you get like nine or ten different signatures, energetic signatures for someone all in one, um, all in one, uh, all all in one piece or package, as it were. So what kind of happens with that is th- there's there is often some deep emotional uh, clearing that happens. One of the amazing things about sound and music and why it's just followed, um, why it's been part of healing for millennia, is that with sound. It bypasses the um, the mental body. You know, even even as I'm talking right now, you know, you'll agree with some of what I'm saying, you'll disagree with what I'm saying, but you can't agree or disagree with sound. The mind just can't work with it. So, it bypasses the mental body and you know, and begins to easier do that shift from you know beta brainwave to alpha brainwave, where the right brain, the right brain, and guidance and and intuition starts to starts to kick in. So with working the soul songs, you're going to get deep connection. Deep connection with an aspect of oneself or themselves that people always know is there, but they couldn't quite connect to. Um, I've experienced quite a bit of soul retrieval with uh, the soul songs. Uh, relationships, um, you know, family members starting to come together. Uh, I've experienced, when I've worked with people with neural damage from, from car accidents, things like that, um, it supported people to have better balance. I mean, physical, actual balance. Um, I had a beautiful experience last week. I was working with a couple who who are not who are not married, but a couple nonetheless. And and I created it for them um, in real time, as it were. And I can't say I saw this with my human eyes. I saw it with my third eye. Um, a guide channeled through me and had them sit and face each other. And I could kind of see these matrices of energies and I want to say helixes going between them and around them. And it was just beautiful. And, you know, I realized sometime after that, just very recently, last few hours even, that I was looking at God. I was looking at God. And I think that's the, that's the, that's the real beauty of being a the real gift. Um, I mean, the gift to myself, right? The gift of being a conscious artist, because when you 
when you sit with, when you, when you channel music, when you play music, whatever, you're standing in between worlds. You're standing in between worlds. You know, when, when you and I did the, the seraphic transmission a few weeks ago, and I was like, well, should I be, should I be, um, should I be receiving right now? Should I be participating? But I, but I wasn't doing what you were doing. I wasn't participating. I was in between. It's like it's like the intersection point of infinity, or like um, or like in an hourglass where you've got the sands from the upper level going into the lower level. Like that's where you exist when you're channeling music. Um, when I have to do something, when I have to create something, and I don't know what to do, which is pretty often. I will channel music because the process of doing that and having something which I can um, physically interact with, that helps me understand the physicality of it. Having something which bridges the etheric and the physical helps me understand the third dimensional service of it. And I think that's I that's beautifully put, you know, because when you're... You know, I never thought of sound being sort of that, in, you know, that interface between the two. You know, I think when we channel and we're channeling messages, you know, and information and uh, all of that, you know, you know, you are in between. You're you're the intermediary there. And I so I think you bring up a great thing to share about that space kind of in between because that's what when people need guidance and all of that, they are, for whatever reason, because I believe we all have gifts to receive communication from angels and other beings and even our higher self. But as a, as channels, I think it's beautiful to look at it as being a sort of that bridge, right, between uh, between those worlds. And I do love what you're saying about the sound bypassing the mind, because... <laughs> In that way, you know, as humans, we can be our own worst enemies. Our mental body is is so active or too active even. And so, mm-hmm. like, some of my favorite things to do in meditation were be to listen to, like, music like you were describing would give you more energy. And and so I've personally just on my own kind of worked with sound, you know, in that way. Um but the soul sounds, I mean, I can only imagine what benefits having that connection established between your higher self, which is where you're the most connected to source most often, and, and all of that. Um, and like with couples, like you were describing that couple, I could totally see what you were describing because mm-hmm. you could see what was emerging between them through the mm-hmm. sound Um and so when you do these, you record them, and then people can use that soul yeah. sound um, to just continue to to keep that connection open. Or yeah. So what 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 happens is um, once I once I have once I have um, once I once I have the the nuts and bolts of it, as it were, then I then I take it home and I work on it some time longer. Um, I probably spend like a good five hours uh, all in all on it. And, you know, that's once the energy is in there. The, the rest of the time I work on it is to make it, you know, easy on the ear. Um, I get the guidance on the arrangement and, and, you know, the flow of the actual piece. Because it's got to be, it's got to be, um, a, I want to say sonically aesthetic. It's got to be pleasant to listen to. Otherwise, someone won't. Um, and Otherwise, you've happen. got a lot of discordant layers, right? <laughs> yeah, like, um, well, I mean, I mean... Um, most of most of that is gets cleared up through the actual in the actual session because there is a clearing a clearing has to happen for it to come through because it's not just me that channels it it's 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 the person I'm doing it for they have to allow it for they have to allow it through I'm the one that amplifies it I'm the one that broadcasts it as it were so the soul song gets created and then I give it to give it to the person then they listen to it ideally, for, I want to say, two to three weeks to really ingest and integrate those energies. And then, then there comes a point when you listen to it that it just is musical notes. And at that point, you know that you've integrated it. 
Oh, interesting. So, I got into this. Well, I just 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 say one more thing. Oh yeah. Project. I got into sounds. Well, one because it was very natural to me, and I've had lifetimes and lifetimes of working with sound. But I got into this in this lifetime because in spiritual groups and so on, I was never the person getting all the fancy images and visions and and so on. You know, it always be there would always be someone across the room going, "Oh, I saw a pink unicorn fly across the room and <laughs> poo in, and poo in the bin or whatever." And I was never that person. And but I found that I could connect. I did have a, I did have a love, identity and affinity with with sound. And so it almost kind of you know what it brings to mind when you say that you know because I know that there are a lot of people out there really seeking that direct experience. You know, like for those yeah. of us who are that visual. You know, it's not uncommon that I'm going to, myself personally, I'm going to have a very visual or visionary kind of experience. Um, But I always, you know, I always thought of those people who, like I have my my sister and she's not visual at all. And so she can't, you know, she can't go on like guided meditation. She just doesn't really see anything. And I was thinking Mm -hmm. just now that sound... um, uh, you bring that up is that you know that might be you know sound might be the most beneficial for those who don't have more of that visual mind. Would you agree? Yeah, completely. Um, you know, uh, there's a there's a statistic. It's something like we get eighty percent of our information through the eyes and twenty percent through the ears. And th- that's a that's a that's a very broad generalization. Of, uh, generalization, of course, we have other senses, but it's very interesting that we do so much more with that 20% through the ears than than you would than than those statistics give credit to. Um, if you think about how much actual life um, life information comes through the through the ears, you you could shut your eyes and you could know you would know who was in the room, you would know who was talking to you, how old they were, the gender, you would know if they were interested. Um, and so on, you would know if they were smiling. Um, I, I think, you know, I started to, to see in video games in the last 20 years that, that a lot more work was put into the, um, the, the sonic qualities there. So, um, hmm, I don't know where I was going with that, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, well, that's okay. You know, it's, as we're speaking, uh, obviously the energy's been raising since we've been, um, mm. you know, having a chat this evening which I truly, you know, appreciate. And and the one thing about, you know, that I would add to that about what we hear with our ears and all of that is that, you know, what we see with our eyes, you know, as we're taking in all of this information, a lot of that just gets dropped out or filtered out based on, you know, our previous experiences. And there's no way really, I mean, you can kind of train the mind to be more open, but visually there's a limit you know, there's a limit to what we see with the physical eyes, and yeah. and and so, you know, I just I think that that's just so wonderful, though. For you know, I never saw the application of sound, you know, to to sort of bypass all of that because I I mm. love music. I love to dance. I can really get with the flow of of music. But from a healing perspective, I know I just don't have my own experience of facilitating that. I know how powerful sound really can be for people. You know, that that it can truly reset everything like your experience with the the lady that got up and just sort of trotted away, you know, and you're both looking at her going, What? You know, <laughs> sound did that. Sound communicated information that that changed her state. So, you know, and, and that's why I wanted to do the show on the sounds of angels because sound is such a powerful, you know, and one time I heard the most beautiful music from the ethers, you know, and it was basically angelic sound and, and it had a quality unlike anything I really ever have heard, you know, as a human being Mm -hmm. actually heard. Um, and so because the angels are so vibrational and they're communicating things, you know, they are at this energy level and at the level of sound. And I think it's, uh, 
beautiful that you have this, you know, not only interest in the earlier years, but then to find that you could channel specific music um, or do these soul songs. That's, I think, the, probably the coolest thing we've been talking about are the soul songs. Because um, even though I know you and we hang out and, I, you know, <laughs> all of that, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. We haven't ever had this kind of a discussion, so I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it, and it's been, um, believe it or not, almost an hour. So we're getting toward the end of the show. We've got about five minutes left, and I wanted to give you an opportunity, um, really, to uh, tell people how they can get a hold of you. Um, I know that you have some free stuff online, so do you want to kind of speak to that as we're wrapping up the show? Um, You know, I I have a YouTube channel. Um, I haven't actually put much on there. I'm going to. I will be putting more on there. Um, Why I... I I like to put out music as often as I can because that's a way of just getting energies out there. The most recent thing with the Blue Flame Angels, when I was had the awareness that that was a that was a very prevalent energy working with humanity at this time. I was like, well, I just need to do what I what I can do. So I put that out there. And if you want to hear that, just YouTube, <laughs> YouTube, Ramar, Blue Flame Angels. That's what I would do. Um, I've got stuff from with the Hathors out there. Um, I, I have a few things on YouTube. I, I, I'm I'm getting I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Well, like I said, you work too hard anyway, the angels say. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but if do you, is, is the, there a name for the channel on on YouTube there, for you? There isn't. There isn't. Just just you just just go to YouTube, type in Ramayana CEO. Um, yeah, start there. <laughs> okay, and you also um, have a web. You do have a website though. So, what is the website address? Website is um, www.innershiningtemple.com. Um, the work that Anna and I do, we, we, we put it under the umbrella, Inner Shining Temple. Inner Shining Temple. And that's that's what we're all after is for our inner temple to be shiny. So I really, uh, really like and appreciate that. And I've so much enjoyed having you on the Thank show, you. Rama, even though Thank you. Thank you. we're already friends. You know, I'm not always interviewing my friends <laughs> on here, but I really wanted the followers of my show, I really wanted people to um, hear about sound because, you know, when they're seeking guidance, we I don't think everybody thinks about that. And I think that mm. the work that you're in service that you're doing uh, for everyone is, is just beyond valuable. And so I just truly appreciate you coming on the show and well, thank you. sharing thank you what you So... And, you know, it's it's very important at this time, you know, uh, all you listeners out there, that if something doesn't work for you, to continue to explore so many different options that are out there um, for, for healing, for growth, you know, bypassing if you have what we call the monkey mind. You might want to work with Rama, you know, to get something specifically channeled, you know, just for you through the, you know, soul songs that he does. So very much appreciate you coming on the show this evening. Thank you, CJ. Thank you so much. You know, we're about to wrap up the show tonight, guys, and um, I have uh, been sharing with listeners, you know, that I'm about to take a, a trip to Maui to be with my daughter so that I can uh, welcome my very first grandchild onto this planet. So this will be the last show for for a little while, um, and then I'm going to be back to regular shows most likely in December. And I do have some guests already booked for December. Uh, Thomas Moore, you might, if you followed the show uh, before, he is the the gentleman that has written three books, The Gentle Way, A Guide for Those Who Believe in Angels. So that will be the next show. So we're going to get an update from him on his brand-new book called Atlantis and Lemuria. So I'm very interested in, in all of that as well. So I really hope that everybody out there is navigating these energies and just don't forget that the angels are always with you, guiding you. So until next time, dear friends, and I'm going to miss you all, um, 
Remember to be angelic to yourselves so that you can become an angel to others. Take care and have a blessed week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.